His stock of personalities also included the son of Sophia Loren, as well as the nephew of Dino De Laurentiis, the veteran Hollywood producer. All it took was a little creativity, Tyrone decided. And Tyrone was nothing if not creative. Upon arrival, Tyrone had immediately secured bogus documents from Montreal's underground, using them to open several checking accounts at different banks. Playing three-card Monty to make ends meet, he routinely floated one bad check to cover the other. But that game was short-lived, when the various accounts were closed for insufficient funds. Now, the banks were hunting him down like the Gestapo to press charges. His menial job at Basics afforded him only the basic requirements. In fact, his monthly salary barely made a dent in the payment for the furnished deluxe flat he rented in the ritzier part of town. When the bogus checks were airborne, rent was a non-issue. But now, he was three months in arrears, and the landlord was threatening him with eviction. With all the demons looming over Tyrone's well-coiffed head, he had to come up with a solution, and soon. He continued to spruce up the inventory with the feather duster. He mused to himself, The last time I used one of these was on Tarzan. He licked his lightly glossed lips at the memory of sexing up a no-name hunk costumed as the king of the jungle during a Halloween party in New York some time ago. Excuse me, he said absently to a customer who was loitering in his aisle and testing lipstick shades on the back of her hand. Do you have a tissue? the woman asked. Tyrone turned back around, thinking she was speaking to him, but the woman's friend approached, pulling a Kleenex out of her purse. The two women began chatting. Do you think this shade will match my gown? asked the one with the lipstick-stained hand. Her friend was dressed in a too-tight, unflattering teal suit with a skirt that hovered high above her knees. A tacky silver belt was buckled snugly around the waist of her 70s-era blazer. Her blonde hair was pinned up in a messy imitation of a pompadour. Large, silver-and-blue door-knocker earrings dusted the top of her padded shoulders. The pair brought to mind Eddie and Patsy, the best friends from the BBC sitcom, absolutely fabulous. You need a bolder red, insisted the tacky one. Lipstick hand looked into the mirror. You think? If you want to stand out, most definitely. Tired of this shabby display of non-chic, Tyrone was ready to walk off, but stopped in his tracks when tacky mama said, You know Montreal's who's who will be there. His interest was piqued. He wanted the lowdown on when, where, and exactly who was on that who's who list. The direct approach, coming straight out and asking, probably wouldn't work in this case, since they would no doubt view him as a mere underling toiling away in a discount cosmetic store. So, instead, he wandered over to the next aisle, but he was careful to stay within earshot. You know the black and white ball is a rather conservative affair, so I think I'll tone it down a bit. Aha, he smiled. One question down, two more to go.
suit yourself, said the tacky one. I plan to add a bit of color to all that black and white. Of course you would, Tyrone thought. Scheming, he ran through a mental inventory of the black and white evening gowns that hung in his closet. There was the black-knit jersey Michael Kors, conservative but alluring at the same time. Then there was the slinky, silk, snow-white Roberto Cavalli halter with thigh-high splits that oozed sex appeal. Since he didn't have the cash or credit to add to his options, one of them would have to do. The store manager noticed Tyrone standing idly. He walked over and shot him the evil eye before asking in a condescending tone, "'Don't you have something to do?' Reflexively, Tyrone waved the duster in midair. "'I was just cleaning off the lipstick display.'